0: one d4 we just loan out fucks like they're candy on halloween hi uh it's an an unusual twist of one d6 one d4 we have literally everyone except one person here as in the the biggest uh d64 cast we've had including amber's first episode of this chaos baby so hello and welcome
1: i'm actually Uh, surprised by that i feel like
0: i am too yeah uh, so so today, uh, we are doing RPG hot takes, um, and we're gonna let that be extremely vague, uh, as to who it's gonna be a hot take for. Yeah. It might just be to piss each other off. It might be to piss the whole community off. We don't know. We haven't discussed these.
1: Hmm. Oh, All I right. can do it in three minutes. Let's go.
2: Right. You gotta, you gotta say what you're doing though. You didn't say what you're doing, y'all.
0: Yo. I was. Listen, all right. People were talking, but I rolled the D four and it landed on a three. So, so we everyone, got three minutes. Everyone will be quite pleased. Oh, I don't. I didn't mean to set a timer. I want to. Oh yeah. So here's the other new fun thing about uh one D six one D four. I put the timer on my screen to stress the person talking out. Yeah. So who's yes. going I first?
1: I have a lot. If that's that should not be a surprise to anyone.
0: Well, you've got three minutes, Randy. You ready? You want
1: me to go first? Go.
0: I mean, yeah. Maybe it'll inspire me. Okay. All right. All right. Three, two, one.
1: Number one, hot take, RPG hot take I got. Christian guessed it earlier. You only need one pair, one set of dice. Dice goblins get wrecked. You do not need all those die. Stop putting them in dice jails. It's literally random. Number two, if the layout of your RPG sucks, I am not going to read your game. Subsequently, if the audio of your podcast or actual play sucks, I'm not going to listen to it. And yes, I acknowledge the irony in that statement. Three. (laughs) Horror is not really possible in role-playing games. It's okay. You can set unsettling ambiance. You can create tension at the table. And you can make your players feel uncomfortable based on their personal fears. But actual horror in a role-playing game sitting at a table, I don't think it's actually possible to do. Number four. Games based on intellectual property are almost never better than a generic homage to that fiction that would allow for more customization. So stop making and buying all of these IP games. Just make a game that's broader, but captures that spirit. Number five, (laughs) system monogamy is you saying, I'm too lazy to learn how to roll a different die, or I'm afraid of an experience where I can't bitch my way out of it by knowing the rules. Number six, virtual tabletops suck. They either become too much unappreciated work for the GM, or they create an expectation of maps and all this glorious art, but in the end, all they do is remove creativity from players because you're putting visual things in front of them. Number seven. Here's the no surprise from Rainy one. D&D is the worst gateway RPG because it is not newbie rules friendly, it is cost prohibitive, and it is steeped in decades of bullshit gatekeeping. Narrative games are a way better place for new people to come into the come into the role-playing system, come into the community, because they don't have to worry about rules. They don't have to worry about buying three books. They don't have to worry about what class does what. Just talk about what your character does. It's a way better place for people to start. Number eight, and related to that, classless and modular or customizable games, as far as your character, are better than level-based class progression games. And I mean that even about playbooks in PBTA. A broad, wide-open PBTA would be way cooler where you just mix and match whatever you like. Number nine, and this is I think this is hot take for you guys. Normalize charging money for DMing and GMing because it's work and you deserve to be compensated for the time you're putting in for your friends to have fun. Plus, it sets expectations on both ends of the table. It doesn't have to be money. It can be pizza. It can be liquor. It can be whatever you guys like. And number 10, here's the hottest take for you guys. 5e is not a bad game. It's just not the right game for the majority of people who play it because they want to do what it's barely designed to.
0: Wow. Damn. Oh, that's wow. Time.
1: I, Damn, was, like, bro. Wow. I was like
0: some of these I was like
3: agreed with some of these I was like fuck you, Rainy. <laughs> wow, Rainy, awesome. can you
2: can you read your first four for me cuz you 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 there was one like you gave me one out of the first four that you read and I was like I then I was listening to the rest of your absolute bitch fest and I forgot what it was. So yeah. can, you, can you first just go through them real quick?
1: My first four were you only need one set of dice, dice goblins correct. Yeah. Yep. If the layout or of your game sucks, I'm not gonna read it. And if your audio thank you. sucks that's what it, that, that
2: inspired that's what inspired me. Okay. Thank I'm you. Good. Thank <laughs> you.
1: <laughs>
4: what yeah. there was one that you said that I I I missed. It was something about it was like monogamous gaming. I think it was like branching. Oh. It was it like. Yeah. Monogamous
1: gaming. System, Yeah. System monogamous. So system, like people yeah. who only play 5e and won't try new games. Yeah. They'll just make 5e into whatever fucking game they want. Yeah. That's you being too lazy to just learn a new way to roll a different dice. You know what I mean? Like it's just so lazy. That's,
4: yeah. That's me. Yeah. That's okay. That's. I don't think that needs to be a hot take. I think that's great. That's exactly why. <laughs> I'm like, that's why I don't want to learn any other game. <laughs>
1: You're either too lazy, or you don't want to experience something where you're not like, for example, if it's D and D, you don't want to I play. I think a game you that's nailed it when
3: you were like, or you don't, you don't want to, you, you don't want to be bad at something because you're only good at, yeah. like really power gaming the one system exactly. Sort of thing, yeah, know, that's, the, yeah. that's what it comes down to. That's not mine, that's not yeah. mine though. No, you, you, at your best can barely survive in most RPGs.
1: Wow, wow, <laughs> wow.
4: it's true, but because I don't want to read the world <laughs> i don't want to learn <laughs> even it. when you do you make bad choices that's true too that's true too i just like colorful things. wow that was a lot that was a lot of hot tea. damn bro holy crap
1: yeah sorry uh, great, when i though. figured out we were doing this earlier i was like oh i definitely have a lot of bad so opinions. many let, definitely... me, let me list them
4: i can barely scrounge together one okay all right that who's next fuckers oh, beautiful Friend, I
2: have right? like 10. Do you want me to just do my 10?
3: Party. You ready? No, no, okay. no, no. Okay. Somebody with Lester go first. Jeff, Christian, don't take them all. I've only got four. Go ahead. go <laughs> ahead. Yeah. Oh, that's right.
1: actually a good question. Did I step on anybody's toes? Did anybody have a No, not really. You actually inspired me because I disagree with you are on some.
3: All yeah. right. Uh, adjacent to one of mine. But... Amber, you want to go? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. All right. I don't know if I can do this for three minutes, but I'll try.
0: All you say right, you, you find a way i just start making up them yeah no, no, the no, no. sometimes
4: sometimes when we when you get to the end and you do run out of stuff people just start asking questions or yeah, like, yeah. conversation. Yeah, can like, you can also like
0: feel free to explain yours in more detail if you're like hey here's a hot take and here's my reasoning behind yeah. it or like have an example or something yeah like we we tangent yeah all right three two one all right
3: my d d hot takes uh they have I've forgotten them all just now no <laughs> 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 They have led my brain. Okay, I remember my one. Fuck magic items. Like, literally, unless unless it is a magic item that has a cool, like, in-game effect and affects the world and can be used for creative problem solving, I don't fucking want it. I don't want another excuse to stack plus ones onto my modifiers or my saves or my attack rolls. Fuck that shit. It's needless bookkeeping. I hate inventory management. I hate these numbers. This is one of the many reasons I hate Pathfinder 2. Hot uh, take number two. Um pro dmpc you can refer to the dmpc episode if you'd like for more detailed reasons why but i fucking love the dmpc and when done correctly i think it adds a lot to the game and it allows the gm to maintain enjoyment when a lot of times a gm would be getting tired of running and it would cause campaigns to end uh it also allows more um like interpersonal connection and understanding and investment in the pcs through the relationship of the P- dmpc with them in the game universe so i love dmpcs they can be done wrong and when you have like your Gary Stu, Mary Sue, like fantasy wish fulfillment self insert, which happens fairly often, but that is not the only way to do it, and the other ways are excellent. Uh Hot take number three. God, what was my hot take number three? Should have written them down. I should have written them down. I had three. I well, my hot take number four was was rainy as the Pathfinder two simp. That was hot take <laughs> number four. <laughs> I'm gonna skip That's to that not one. Nice. That's not nice. <laughs> Uh, oh hot take number three uh hot take number three we'll go back to number four no my hot take number three is that it's okay to plateau um you don't need to constantly gaining levels or new abilities or anything like that it's okay to play an entire story arc at level five like enjoy what games are for the level or power that they are at that's totally fine Uh, You don't always need to be constantly grinding or improving. And a lot of games like D&D, that's one of the criticisms in 3.5 things, they become unmanageable at higher levels. Mm -hmm. So enjoy the low ones. (laughs) Like Just stay there. Stay there. It's fine. Uh, Hot take number five. I might be stepping on Christian's toes here. I don't know. I saw a little bit about this. But like if you are some kind of anthropomorphic animal race, lycanthrope type thing, you should not have breasts. Unless oh, yeah. you, if you lay eggs, you should not have breasts, okay? If you lay uh, eggs, I thought of having
2: that one, unless, but I didn't take it. But that, yes. Unless
3: you are a, a platypus shifter or an echidna shifter. Yeah, then I will I'm allow it. A, um, <laughs> then I will everywhere. allow it.
4: I don't think platypuses have breasts.
3: They, they nurse their young yes oh, they, they don't are, have like, actually, breasts they have teats like they they nurse their young give me a man werewolf with a row of teats okay <laughs> i will love that um, <laughs> Shit. just all the way down the front of it yes <laughs> okay um
0: that's, that's basically time
1: <laughs> fun fact let me just let me just do the rainy biology minute yeah. Real quick. uh yeah platypi and echidna are a group of mammals known as monotremes mm-hmm. and they are egg-laying mammals Fun fact. And
4: they nurse their young once they hatch. Wait, yeah. what was the second one? Uh echidna. Yeah.
1: They're a like uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Kind of.
4: like, like knuckles from Sonic. Yeah, yeah so they're they're yeah. like a yeah, like a
3: hedgehog Cute. that has a long snout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cute. I can picture it. And they're poisonous.
0: Yep. Also yep.
3: they both are. I think, <laughs> I think platypus Yeah, platypuses are, are poisonous. poisonous too. Venomous. Yeah. They venomous. have spurs with yeah. toxins yeah. on yeah. them. Yeah.
1: Yep, poisonous if you eat it, venomous if it eats yeah, you or bites you, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or stabs you or gotcha. spurs you. <laughs> I mean gotcha. if it eats you, it's a problem either way. Right? Yeah, that's true. Gotcha.
1: Okay, <laughs> Amber, I actually don't disagree with any of your um any of your hot takes, except I and it kind of ties in. I agree the better magic items are more interesting for story reasons than character math reasons. Um However, I said this earlier, like, it depends on the game. Unfortunately, the way Pathfinder 2 is designed... Are we
3: about to simp for Pathfinder 2?
1: No, no, I'm just saying. (laughs) Oh, wait, are you you proving a point? Uh, Unfortunately, the only reason that you need it is because it's designed in the balance. My thing is, I don't simp for Pathfinder 2e. I actually don't even have a Pathfinder 2e game going. Um, I prefer Starfinder, but, um, you know, the math is actually very well done, and it works. So... There's yeah, too it.
3: much of it. We could cut that magic there item shit much. out. There could be less.
1: <laughs> I, I agree. I don't disagree with you. People who like crunch though. Blech. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right, who's up next?
4: Uh I'll go next. Um, I feel like mine aren't really hot takes, but I'll just talk about stuff that I. Oh, we were.
1: Are we going to do it at the end? Are we going to say hot oh, and cold? Oh, the
4: spiciness. Oh, yeah. we forgot our spice meter. I forgot <laughs> about yeah. doing that. At we'll the, at the end. end. We'll do it at we'll the end. Honorable yeah, yeah. Mention. We'll do a scale of who was the spiciest oh, to who was the least oh, spicy. Oh, 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 God. Okay. okay. Uh, that's, okay.
1: A good, that's a good call. That's yeah. a good move.
0: That's great. Right. Yeah. Jess, you ready? Yeah, I think so. Three, two, one.
4: Okay, so I guess these are my hot takes, but I don't really know what's, like, controversial in the RPG world, so that's why I feel like I I don't really have a good grasp on this. But I guess things that I would like to see is I would love to see, like, every RPG rule set, everyone should have, like, an index, like, a reference index in the back. I feel like every single one should have, like, a one sheet, like, just quick one sheet on, like, how the game flow goes of, like, rules and, like, how the the rolling or however the resolution mechanic goes there should be like one sheet on just complete steps on like how to make uh, a character guide which a lot of them do but i think every single one should have um i guess my other hot take is people should end games early if like they're not having fun like sometimes games are going well for players and stuff like that but if the gm's not interested anymore you should just end it you know and that's okay and people should be kind of okay with that. You know, everyone should be having a good time. Everyone should be kind of be inspired by the game. If your players aren't having fun, you should also end the game too. Even if it's just two sessions and you just bought this book and it's a great game and you're so excited. Like if it's not working, it's not working. End the game. <laughs> um, I don't know. I had something else and I don't remember what it was.
2: You I think that's all I have. Oh
4: my gosh. <laughs> I think that's all I have. Yeah. Index, creating character
2: reference. All I got, end the game. I agree with some of your stuff, Jess. Indexes are big. And I also, I really like the point of like, if people aren't having fun, there's absolutely no reason, like you're playing a game to have fun,
1: Mm -hmm. right?
2: There's no reason to like hang in there for the ending, hoping it becomes fun. If it's just not fun, just stop and find something else to do. But that's also why, I, and I've talked about this before, I think it's it's important to probably plan like starry arcs or if you're doing a campaign, say like, hey, we're going to play 10 sessions of this game. So that way you have like, everybody has like an end point in there. And I mean, and if you're five sessions in and it still sucks, by all means, like pull the plug. But I think people would finish a lot more storylines that way and be less frustrated if they just shot for that rather than like, hey, we're going to play this, like, you know, the same characters for like five years or whatever.
3: Yeah, yeah and not have also- like 14, 14th season effect where like, you're it's just becoming increasingly more ridiculous and unhinged mm-hmm. from anything of like actual right. meaning or relevance to the characters it's exactly too long. Yeah,
1: it, it keeps it from getting uh too big or feel like you're too far away or you're too close too soon, or you're you know, playing I mean? a
3: character like, that's tapped like everything about them has been yeah. and done. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it,
2: yeah.
1: Paces, it paces a lot better.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. bite sized pieces you can always go back.
1: So, right? Jeff, let, let, can I frame that in a hot take for you?
2: Yeah, <laughs> sure.
1: Uh, you yeah. could say something like D&D's expectation of long-term campaign play is both unrealistic and in practice usually yeah. unfun.
4: Mm, yeah yeah right like because there are so many like big campaigns out there like it there's just like a and like also it comes from like epic storytelling right like lord of the rings yeah. and all of these things there there's like long sagas right how
1: how are six people collaborating supposed to come up with that they're not that's the thing they're not gonna do that and, and it's gonna sometimes get convoluted and it's kind yeah. you know?
4: Yeah. And sometimes it happens, though. And sometimes you just get burnt out, right? You just get burnt out and you just get tired. And then you're just playing to kind of like, for the responsibility of doing it rather than just like having a great time and creating a good atmosphere. I know that I'm out of time, but I the last thing that I was going to say is just that it's okay for everyone's game to look completely different, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you are playing for 10 minutes in your pajamas, like sitting around pizza versus like someone who's like got a formal board and like a, a formal, formal table and like, worth you know, atmospheric music and stuff like that, that's awesome. But if you yes, only 10? play for like, 10-minute
1: pajama games? Sounds great. You should write... Jess, I'm going to eventually get each of the people in DMs After Dark to just commit to making a game. Jess, yours should be 10 minutes pajamas.
4: (laughs) Do you know what (laughs) it is, though? It's because... um. So, like, for Critical Role, how they used to play... Stories, the RPG. (laughs) Oh, yeah. For Critical Role, how they used to play, they only used to play, like, once a month, once every two months, and they used to have eight-hour sessions where they would just start brunch and, like just drink mimosas at like 10 in the morning and then just game until like six in the afternoon. And I was like, that sounds beautiful. I would love to just like brunch an RPG. I don't even like RPGs, but like, I would love anything if you're drinking.
1: No, I, so I've actually said multiple times, like for my birthday weekends, I would love to just invite a bunch of my friends up to my family's place in Vermont and just spend a weekend doing game, just like, just run marathon games. I think that's a great, That sounds like a great time.
4: Yeah, honestly, some of our really great games, too, have been, like, when we go on vacation. So, like, when our home group goes on vacation, we tend to play at least, like, a one-shot or, like, a session of one of the games that we have ongoing. And that's been a lot of fun and great to be somewhere else and also just have the dedicated time. Yep. Even though we also already have dedicated time. But still, it's great. Have more dedicated time. Have more, like, unhindered dedicated time, right? Like, no one has to go to work in, like, two days. Like, no one no one has to worry about like driving home
3: the timing of the mowing of their lawn
4: yes that is a very important I'm a homeowner okay (laughs) there are things that need to be done
3: she didn't have to mow her lawn she had to think about the timing of mowing her lawn that is why it was going
4: to rain
1: Jess, I got it. I got gotcha. you. I understand, Jess. I'm yeah, admittedly he's... the laziest person oh my in my whole. I have world. an
0: HOA. I'm gonna mo shit. <laughs> i on. <have> <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> right, who's next?
0: I'm gonna talk because I have a singular take you
1: uh, have with one? bullet you have to take points. Three minutes on one take.
0: I mean, that was me too. I, t- I don't... Oh, She's got bullet points. I've got bullet points. I've got a three a three paragraph. No, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to take three minutes, but it's twenty six twenty four. When the fuck do I come prepared for this shit? I have never. I'm going to count myself in three, two, one, K. Sarah time. Uh, so, so I, I, think this is more of a hot take uh, amongst not not everyone. A a impartial hot take. Uh, reflavoring D and D fifth edition can be good, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. Uh, it. Is something that uh you know it happens with other systems like you have the base system and then it just branches out into a million different kinds of games um if this specific system is the one you are most comfortable with and want to reflavor uh fucking go for it um for some people the it's you know, even if it's not the best entryway system, for some people, it is the rule set that they are most comfortable with. And so if they have those rules and they just want to go like, hey, I want to change the setting to this. Fucking go for it. Party. Um, it can also lead to inspiring people to play other games. Uh, you know, becoming comfortable with one system and kind of starting to get comfortable with the rules in other settings can also make you go like, oh, hey, maybe I can learn something else and then going into that. Uh, it, it can be a little a little gateway to learning more. It doesn't have to be, but it can be. Um, and and I will say, I I learned this hot take because I had a, a a bitch judge moment that I have uh, refined from. Um, Dimension Twenty recently put out a series. Uh, I cannot remember the name.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, of flowers and something.
0: Yeah. Or, yeah.
1: yeah. The the one.
0: The Faye the one that was also- the good, so,
2: the good society one is really what we should call it.
0: Stop talking hey. over me. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. I Let me Sorry. make my point.
1: Sarah, are you about to contradict yourself, though?
0: What? No. What? Continue. Continue. She's got it. I don't got it. Look, what I'm saying <laughs> is- I was really judgmental about it at first because I am such a diehard Good Society fan and having a game that is so true to the works of Jane Austen and really feels like you're living that story is really great. And I love the story brewers and everything about them. And so at first I was like, why the fuck would you play D&D and do this when you could just play Good Society? And honestly, I don't fucking care. Let people play what they want in the system they want. I was a bitch about it. And then I was like, actually, No it's fine and there's nothing wrong with that uh who cares i don't know just have fun fuck and don't be a bitch <laughs> don't be a bitch
1: <laughs> well to be fair uh abria Iyengar did say that she took a lot of inspiration from good society she had been on good society actual plays, and mm-hmm. i think that uh sorry to pop maybe pop this balloon but um i mean i don't think that Necessarily, they didn't want to play Good Society. They just couldn't play Good Society on Dimension Twenty because their viewers ex- expect them mm-hmm. to play Five E, and they have to yep. pay to watch them play. And people yeah. will not pay to watch things wow. that are not D and D, which is the problem with mm-hmm. only porting over Five E.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cold take.
0: Oh,
4: no, that's true.
2: That's absolutely true. But that actually ties into one of my hot takes. As a matter of fact, All
4: right. uh, you the actually thing's made a really
2: mm-hmm.
4: one. I love that Sarah's hot take was in contradiction with one of Rainey's hot takes. Love that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do
4: I'm with you, Sarah. I could play one system forever.
1: <laughs> uh, I would just hope that it's a better system.
4: I mean, yeah. I mean, I would hope that it's a better <laughs> system, right? But like, I, I'm all well, about just like one system.
1: Well, here's my thing though, Jess, because my one of my hot takes was that D and is not a good starter. I agree. Right. My other hot take, which was for you guys, is that 5e is not a bad game. Nobody plays it correctly, though. Yeah. I was also going to say. Go ahead.
4: I do also like the point that. comments in so many of these hot takes. (laughs) I will also say that I feel like I agree with the fact that there are much better games where their mechanics support the game system, right? So, like, D&D doesn't support like many other like settings and games and things like that. Or yeah, I guess role-playing in general, right? But I just, I do like it on like a basic way.
1: Yeah, it's a fine game. It it is a combat simulator that expects you to have six encounters per adventuring day. Oh, yeah. Where, who have you ever, have you ever sat at a table that does that? No, everybody wants to get in character and they want to have role play moments and they want to go to parties and they want to go to balls and they want to go to nobles, estates, the and they want to do these things. And if you really look at D&D, like the social pillar is like, uh, talk to each other and then the DM can go roll persuasion. And then it doesn't matter how good your fucking argument is. You just roll a D20. It's not what the game is designed to do. The I game is designed a, to kill things. I
3: thing. have a robot.
1: <laughs> do you, do you, like,
4: I don't actually know if they still do this in D&D campaigns, like in the actual 5E campaign systems, but do you remember, like, at least for 3.5, they used to have, like, adventures, and they used to have, like, random encounter tables for yeah. when you're, like... Yeah, they have. Really oh, oh, my How God. How horrible those were. This
3: The slog. I have a
4: rebuttal Got to ahead.
3: your... I know Kristen needs to come up. Randy, I have a rebuttal to it. your not being a good introductory game and narrative games being better necessarily... Not necessarily, because not all people are cognitively the same or comfortable with the same thing. Some people, like if you have very shy role players, they think it's weird to pretend to be an elf. Like they don't want to do that, but they still want to give RPGs a try. And in that case, a crunchier game with mechanics, it's more like wargaming is a gentler introduction than a heavily narrative story-based game because there's rules and they can follow it and they're playing a game and they feel like they're not being a weird elf or something. But it's 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 the gateway. It's an introduction in that way for certain players like that. 100% sure. agree. 100% mm-hmm. agree.
1: Sure. Yeah, and people like hearing dice go clack, clack, clack. I get it. But to my first point, you only need one set.
4: Oh, I'm with with that 100%. Too many dice out there.
0: Okay, but uh, in that same vein, you only need uh, one good pair of shoes. But you'll want more anyway for different shoes. That is not true at all.
1: That is not true. How can you compare? You need need at least two two sets of
0: dice because you need backup dice
3: because
4: sometimes those fuckers are sneaky and they fall off the table and you cannot find them.
1: Well, that's just irresponsible. I
4: mean, that's yeah, and that's when you get like one. You still only have one set of dice because then you'll have to get another set of dice if you lose one. But then it brings your. You game shouldn't to have halt. <laughs> you need backup dice. Immediate backup dice. you're also yeah, that's, of people. That's, where you that's bringing borrow, your game sorry, to
1: a halt. Hey, yeah, <laughs> That's bringing your game to a halt, and not the three-hour combats of just uh, I have no other options than attack in D and D. Hey.
3: Some
0: people coming from war games.
1: It's gentle. It's gentle. <laughs> All
2: right. Christian, All right Christian. You ready to talk? Take us home. All right, guys. Some of these are really going to piss Randy off, including my number one. Uh, so I'm going to start by saying that uh, it piggybacks a little bit on what Amber said about mammary glands and uh, anthropomorphic animals. Okay. Uh, too many playable races makes the world seem too crowded and just it takes the magic away from it i'm sorry it does it sucks you can't keep track of all these people on top of that i would like to add two particular races that i hate uh Spelljama has the gif they're like hippopotamuses who are british the only thing, good thing about them is that they make fun of the british fuck those people not the british the gifts uh secondly now that dragon lance is coming out uh kendra suck Ooh. they do Ooh. they suck they're made to break parties
3: a specific Come at me, kind, kind of player, of
2: player. So cool.
1: yep.
2: yeah dragon lance is coming out yep and kendra everyone's excited to play the kendra kendra suck
1: so you can uh, suck from your friends real nice people yeah
2: that's basically what it comes down to and be like oh i didn't know i had that It was in your pocket i just picked it up <laughs> yeah it's so like i like any if anyone in my table is like i'm gonna play a kendra i'm gonna be like pvt is on the table like chill that character <laughs> two minutes that's all right. I got. Oh, shit. I got to roll. Uh, OK, let's see. Um, to do 20 pages of fiction at the beginning of your RPG book is going to make me not read the rest of it. Write your fiction somewhere else. Go write a book. You're writing an RPG story. I don't want to care about like your characters. Uh, players need to learn that it's OK to suffer losses and setbacks. Too many GMs coddle their players and that creates a bad environment at the table. I lost eight levels uh, on a character to Undead back in D&D with Undead Fucked You Up. And I was okay, and I came back and I still had fun playing that game. Uh, let's see, what else do I have? Oh uh, no, no it yeah. Games do not have to be balanced to be fun. Some of the most fun I've ever had was playing games that were not balanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 da. You should be able to summarize the rules of your role-playing game in one page doesn't have to be everything on it, but if you can't summarize it, including a core mechanic that's understandable, it's not a good game. Do more work. Love it. Uh, Let's see. It is perfectly okay to never touch a playmat or minis. I would include virtual tabletops in that and still have a great game. Theater of the Mind works really, really well. Uh, thought
1: you were going to piss me off.
2: I'm good. I'm getting there. Don't worry. You got um, there. I got 30 seconds. Okay. Uh, is it? It's okay to go against player agency sometimes uh, as a DM. Yeah. Okay. I will go into the next part of it. Because of that, if you do that, horror is not as hard to run as people say it is in RPGs. Uh, and Last but not least, and this goes a lot into Sarah's hot take, the least important thing of the game you're trying to play is actually the system that you try to play if you're dedicated enough and you have a good group.
4: Aww, agreed. Oh agreed.
3: Yeah, that's a good take. Yeah. Christian, yeah. yes. Hard. Yes. I was like, "Rainy when rainy." It's not like, hard. Yeah. It, I was, like, it's just fucking it's, rainy about the hard take. I know it, it
2: like just requires order. it requires breaking certain RPG conventions <laughs> that are held sacred, like player agency. That that's what it comes down to. And, and but if you're if everyone's at the table's like, "Okay with that, you can have some really intense experiences. I will hearken back to Amber running Bluebeard's Bride, yep. her sole foray so far running games for us, but there's going to be more in the future. I mean, there's going to be horror games too. But uh, like I was, I had a bad time that night. And, <laughs> that and like in the best possible way, but it was a bad time and at an RPG table. And I felt like I'm a person who watches a lot of horror movies And to the point now where like jump scares and stuff like that, I don't even like react to them anymore. I'm like, okay, this is coming. That's coming, whatever. I've learned the conventions of them. And so it's like, you know, I can now watch it like for aesthetic reasons. and I don't really get scared unless it's really, really good. Uh, But I got scared of Bluebeard's Bride. I got upset.
3: Hell yeah. Oh, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing about Rainey's shit horror heart hot take, (laughs) um, Renee said something about, like, you can make people uncomfortable, you can make people uh, this, but, like, the system itself can't, cre- can't create horror. But that's true of everything, because horror is created by an interaction between personal experience and outside stimuli. Horror yeah, but, is know, not I intrinsic would... to any medium. It I, is always it's... the connection between the two. That Correct.
2: And I would say that it's hard to mechanically do it, but it can be done. And a perfect example, we just played, we just played Midnight Codex, right? Ben Bang's game coming out. Halloween on Kickstarter. <laughs> so get it. Uh, mm-hmm. And think about when we had those omens, right? Yeah. And it's like, no, every dime means something. And it's like, you know, not only were we having like moments of like, oh shit, when we had a roll of dice to do stuff, but the people watching us were too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: But there's a right? difference between, there's a difference between tension and horror. Yeah. But that's, yeah, but that's the, the same thing between suspense and horror. Yeah. 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 that's True, true, true. And uh, I uh, think that uh, Codex was a lot of suspense, but like Bluebeard's Bride was both suspense and yeah. and the way the system was created like when i yeah. first read the rules for, like, you. Yeah. not even the rules i think i was reading one of the, the character, character sheets. sheets i had a yeah. hard
2: time yeah yeah, to yeah. oh totally totally sarah i agree hard sarah yes. Yes. i'm sorry i know it is i'm old i'm sorry yeah. that
4: can't <laughs> be your excuse
3: for everything Christian. Yes, it can. <laughs> Horror and RPGs can also be like it's a handful of choices that are not choices. All of them are wrong.
1: Yeah. Right. Fair. That's
3: you have. Like, that's that's true in hard in real life. It yeah. is having a small handful of limited choices, and they're all bad choices.
2: Look at Delta Green, Randy. We were just talking about Delta Green, oh, right? I love, yeah. A, a Delta Green is a game that captures exactly what Amber's really? talking about right now. Really? Like, a perfect example of that is a Delta Green scenario, and I'm not going to spoil it, but music from a darkened room is a classic classic delta green scenario that is horrible and if anyone who's played through it and knows the ending knows what i'm talking about
0: you cannot win <laughs> that's exactly I'm right gonna, yeah. on a on a on a, on a slight diagonal slide here uh the christian's last point of like you know the system is the least important part of the game uh it in a vein of uh fighting rainy again which is like what i do in this episode apparently and i'm sorry you're my homeboy Helmstever. um uh you can't tell people how to roleplay there mm-hmm. is literally zero way to write rules that will help you roleplay you just finagle it until you get there sure dnd could find a way to help better make character motivations and relationships between the characters. Yeah, there
3: are prompts to help you build character better, but that's not gonna necessarily help you role play that character.
0: <laughs> and so yeah, so maybe you know role persuasion might be but good for a character or a person who's a shy role player mm-hmm. and might be like, you know, here's the essence of what my character's saying, but I can't personally figure out a way to say it. Uh and that might help them. All right. No, well raise, Rainy's gonna
1: My point was literally that it's it's not a bad game. It's bad for it's the wrong game for the majority of people playing it because they want to do with it what it's not designed to do. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't role play in D&D. Of course you can. In fact, I would say if somebody is particularly persuasive in their discussion, in their actual talking at the table in character, I wouldn't even have them roll. Yeah, yeah. same here. Let him it the game, get yeah. It. But the yeah. thing is, that's not what D&D is designed to do. And everybody who's playing it is playing it because they watched Critical Role or they watched Dimension 20 or they watched whatever. And they're seeing all these incredible improv actors act. But guess what? Those people aren't doing really engaging with what D&D is. They're not, they're just using a D20 role to mechanically influence important things. And a lot of them incorporate combat because people like looking at pretty miniatures. You know what I mean? Like, but the thing is, what people want out of a DD campaign is not what they're going to find in those books. They have to find it on the internet and they have to in- imitate that.
0: It's because are- I. I don't think there's a way to put that in a book. Mm. I don't. I don't think that's true of any RPG. There's no way to put that in a book.
1: If if those people who want to have really in depth role playing experiences, those people should play a less mechanically leaning towards combat game. There are plenty of narrative games that do reward you for role playing.
3: Yeah, a game with
1: like a token system or something like. Oh, I mean, yeah. like fate, so, yeah. fate, fate, fate
2: narrative systems, right? Narrative rewards. rewards.
1: Yeah, D and D does not do that. Uh, uh, F- I will, your GM will remember to give you inspiration.
2: So when when all this started, harken back to the olden days, Gandalf. When I was there, and when I started this, because I'm old as fuck. Uh, like, I didn't, like, the, didn't have the internet in, like, you know, the 90s when we started, like, I started playing d d right? So we had, like, a, like you saw an ad in the back of a comic book, you bought, a, the, you bought the book, and you're like, I don't know, what is this? And you read it, and they had, like, examples of, like, this is how the game goes, right? And they gave you an example of play, but... The fact of the matter is back then, like there was no standard. Everyone just kind of found their own way. Some people were the theater kids were like, this is great. I'm going to get super into character. I love this. I'm going to improv. Other people were like, you know, Delg the dwarf breaks down the door and steals the gold and like talk to the third person. Right. And so it's just and and sometimes you have those people in the same group. Yep. Right. And and that still is, that still is a fact of the matter now to some degree. But I think now because of like streaming and, and stuff that, you know, Dimension 20 and role and critical role and us, by the way, watch our stream. Uh, we, oh we we uh, we you know, there's a there's you can go online and you can watch people play the game and you'd be like, oh, this is how it's done. That's a good thing because you don't have to sit and figure that out. In some regards, it's a good thing. In some regards, it's a bad thing. Because if you like, you know, old saying from someone I heard once, is like, you know, if you take lessons to learn to play the guitar, you're only going to sound like everyone else who plays the guitar. If you go out and you kind of do your own thing and learn, you'll sound like yourself. That's true and not to some degree. I know with music theory, it's different because it's an actual theory to music. With role playing, it doesn't have to be a theory. It's about are you having fun with your friends? You know, and so and that goes to my first point where it's like, listen, if you're Jess and you only want to ever learn one system, but you really want to do like a Victorian campaign or like a campaign set in like a Russian gulag or something like that, whatever, do it. Like, you know, maybe, you know, Pathfinder 2 isn't the best system for it, but and and I can probably name like a bunch more. But if that's going to make you happy and you're going to have fun doing it and your group is cool with it. You don't have to be me and have 1300 PDFs. Yeah,
3: that's (laughs) what I was
0: trying to say.
3: Yeah. Oh, just cut, just oh, cut my physical copies out. should come with a free pdf oh yes absolutely
2: oh, yes. that is not a hot tack that is a goddamn fact <laughs> well,
3: you
1: know, for, the, for the most part it does happen except for uh one certain, certain unnamed there... company you know hasbro i feel like They're... that
4: should be true of every book in the world yeah. mm-hmm.
1: it should be so, absolutely
4: every book in the world and for yeah. the record
1: sarah again I don't think people can't do this with D&D. Obviously, some, the, literally the most popular Twitch stream, the most profitable Twitch stream yeah. is people acting with an occasional combat and D20 role. Okay. But, and again, they're not going to stop playing this because look how much money they're making. But for the average group of people asking people who watch Critical Role and they go, I want to get into D&D. And they go, okay, let's go to Barnes & Noble and spend $150. We don't get a PDF for that. We open these books and we find, what the hell are all, what is all this rules? I've never heard them do this. But uh, but every day on Critical Roleplay, some weird race or weird weird class or weird, oh, got to buy another book. And then you read it and you go, oh, that's interesting. And then you build your character and you find, oh, they're not exactly like this person. Oh, he makes, blah, blah. you know what I mean? Like, it's, these people are, it's such a ridiculous bar to entry for d yeah. that like these people I would agree with that, to have an a good time playing a fantasy rules, rules-like game. Like honestly, you could find uh, and I get it. They're not gonna be like, I want to get into role playing and it's gonna take them to some obscure indie itch page. I get that. But those people should not be afraid <laughs> to then go, oh, I will actually have a much better experience uh throwing this 40 pounds of books away and just playing with this one 10 page uh Oh slide.
0: yeah. And there's nothing. Yeah, wrong I agree with that. that.
1: There's
2: nothing wrong with that too. I, I I think I personally think people should be willing to like try new systems, but if they're not. Like we're not doing this as a job, you know, and they're not, they're doing it for fun. And if that's what like, you know, and someone's like, Hey, I'm super creative. you know, the thing is, the thing is fear. Right. Because some people, some people are like, I'm super creative. I want to make the, you know, wild west version, uh, a wild west campaign, but I'm going to run. It's going to be like the movie Unforgiven Cause that's my favorite movie, but I'm going to use D and D rules to do it. Right. And it's like, well, what are you doing? Cause there's no magic. It's a dark, ass movie you should watch it if if you haven't it. it's a really good movie uh and it's 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 all the classes
3: are broken now <laughs> right
2: everything's like you know nothing like well i want to play a wizard and unforgiven well how the hell are you going to do that right you're going to have to do so much work that is better usually to go and take the system that's like oh aces and eights this is a western system i can just play this oh any other western system there are other ones that's just the one that's on top of my mind right now but most people they have that barrier of fear of like, I'm going to have to learn everything all over again. I'm going to invest in a bunch of different books. Other publishers are not that way, where they're going to make you do that. Other publishers will give you a complete game. You're right. But that being said, if it all comes down to it and you like really want to run that like 1920s oil tycoon game and the only system you know is D&D, fucking go for it if you're willing to do that yep. work, right? But like you probably, can, you probably could do it with less work. Well, and, well, my okay. point is if your people are on board and are having fun, I guess it's cool.
1: I Literally wouldn't do it, but. Hmm. Just want to say my last <laughs> point that I'm going to say is that if you do that person out there listening to this episode and you go, oh, like I really do only know 5e and I don't want to buy other games, but I do want to run a low magic, you know, 1880s Western with D and D rules. And you make that product even for you and your friends that no one in the world's ever going to see to my number nine hot take just put it together as a PDF, even if it's a Google doc and put it out on the internet and charge people a yeah. dollar for it. You Get Use the open gaming the license.
3: That... You've created a new game using open gaming content. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You literally put- Until Hasbro yeets
2: in- them all <laughs> offline because there's no more third-party content that they allow.
1: But seriously, yeah. like if you're going to be brave enough to learn a new game and run it for your friends and it's going to urge you or inspire you to design something of your own, I've come to the realization that like I can put a little bit of work in and come up with a fun, cool mechanic or thing, why aren't I putting this out there? Because mm-hmm. if somebody else finds it and does love it, and it does help them, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Say, I found so much stuff on Reddit to help me in oh. like, a lot of my games, like supportive ideas and tables and things that people have made. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, something
3: In defense of Critical Role, because we've mentioned them several times here, um, a lot of Critical Role's viewers are not players, and they never intend to be. They enjoy it as a yeah. valid, story-consuming medium. Just mm-hmm. like everybody who enjoys novels does not necessarily want to write them,
4: yeah. But a lot of people who have like come to like the RPG world now are from Critical Role. Yeah, like, it's the gateway it, now. That's why it grew so much. You know, and
3: that's funny. it's not think... just that; it's a story-consuming medium as well. It's true. It's not just that's a true. A lot of them mm-hmm.
0: come from Dimension Twenty. A lot of them come from Stranger Things. Hell,
2: Mm-hmm.
0: you know D D and D has gotten bigger in the media. And I don't. I don't think this is a hot take, but if that's how you get into RPGs, fucking cool. Welcome,
2: one
1: hundred percent. Yeah, welcome to the table.
2: And I'll also too, dear
3: viewers and listeners. You don't have to play or ever want to play these games to enjoy us heckling each other (laughs) and being assholes. Please feel free to not be a part of this hobby, but still enjoy our our, our product. (laughs)
2: Uh, Yeah, but I want to actually piggyback on something that Rainy said, which is very important. Where you said like you've learned you can create a mechanic and put it out there, right? And getting back to like I've recently I've, I've been reading because Greg Stafford, the anniversary of Greg Stafford was a person who was a founder of Chaosium. He was a person who created RoomQuest and did a lot of work on Call of Cthulhu and a lot of their other games. He passed away in October and this is the fourth anniversary of his, his passing. And so the company actually found these old like notes of his uh, from like t- his campaigns, Uh, From his first RuneQuest campaign. And it's like, this was pre-internet. This was just these like little like the equivalent of like what the zine movement is now, where people would just be like, hey, I made this cool little set of rules. I made that cool little set of rules. I made this, I made that. And it's his notes kind of like responding to other people, taking their ideas. And that's how this all grows. And that's how new systems come about. And sometimes like knowing like, hey, I know 5e, I'm gonna play the, you know, um, a game of uh, Berlin 1930s Cabaret in it with the D&D 5e system. And then you get there and you're like, hey, at the end of it, I have actually created a whole new game.
0: Yeah.
2: Right? Yeah. Because really, realistically, it's like use any system you want. At the end of that loophole, at that wormhole, when you go down into that abyss, cause I've been there and so has rainy I'm come back and I'm going to tell you that what you find is you've made your own game. Yeah. And that's how, that's how everybody who wrote another game, all those other games after every one of those 1300 PDFs that I have was <laughs> someone who tried to do something with the system that didn't work. And well, I like, fuck this. I need to make my own system. Yep. Mm-hmm. So try to do it because that's how you become a game designer.
0: All right. As well, as we are later. getting up on what is easily the longest fucking one d6 1d4 that has ever existed. And that's not a bad thing. No, 1d6 no. 1d4 does not always mean short. Sometimes it 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 just means two things. One, Sarah doesn't know what the fuck she's doing, and two, chaos. And that's it. So, <laughs> 1d6 1d4. Yeah. Yep, yep, uh, yep.
4: Do we, do we want to do a quick spice writing? I, mean, I think it's without a doubt that Rainy's Rainy where had the, the spice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, Rainy half was the one
3: chip challenge. I was like,
4: yeah, it's preach. And then the other half, I was like,
3: fuck you, Rainy. We're right. to <laughs> spend the rest of the episode arguing, Rainy. I know. I, <laughs> know. I do, do <laughs> want to say, like, I did agree with about half, like, and then the f- other half. I was like, fuck you. So it's a good split. I feel you know? bad, but
0: yeah.
3: No,
1: that's, that's what it's bad. You know, these are divisive <laughs> takes.
3: Oh, oh fuck, your, fuck your, you don't need visual mediums things. Some people are not visualizers. Some people cannot visualize things in their brains i don't think yeah yeah they're not they're not their visualization ability is not being made weaker by having handouts and stuff they don't think that way
1: (laughs) no and again i'm not saying don't use them i have terrain that i've built i use digital maps that are if they're perfect or open and easy for visuals i like that my thing is strictly playing on okay never mind i'm not defending myself
0: And this has been another chaotic wild ride of one d six, one d four, starring the majority of the DMs after Dark cast. This is uh, what happens when we add one more
3: character. The, product. Product. the spicy meter. Jess was mayo and Rainy was like.
2: A yeah. One chip challenge.
0: Pretty much, really, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, hot, if, hot it was Hot Chip. <laughs> <laughs> I'll literally do it. Bisexual, eat Hot <laughs> Chip, and lie. Um, if you, for some godforsaken <laughs> reason, enjoyed this content of 45 minutes of us needlessly roasting each other and the RPG world that we inhabit, please consider giving us a follow. We are on all of the social medias at DMs After Dark. Also <laughs> on all of the podcast apps on DMs After Dark, uh, where you can mostly it's not this uh mostly it's either our much better formatted podcast modified roles or the audio versions of our twitch uh shows <laughs> you can follow us we go live every other friday at 7 p.m ish at twitch.tv slash dms after dark you can email us at dms at gmail.com and after this fucking episode if you've gotten this long you might want to you can fight us at oh our please down- fight us so- you can find us at our Gmail. I might actually read our Gmail instead of just letting Christian do all of it if you uh, find us in our if, But if
2: you do, and you come at me with a kender, know that I'm going to respond.
0: If you come at me with a kender, I will respond with violence. That's right. <laughs> with maximum prejudice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: could, uh, you know what? I'll do a question of the week. Email us. What's your spicy hot RPG take? Uh, and how spicy hot would you rate our ridiculous takes? Uh, <laughs> um... That's that's everything. Until next time. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, that one warrants an apology. <laughs>